Firepower with Will Johnson. Only at Band.Video. Welcome. Good evening. Good evening. So, the uh, shift show has started today, okay? Shifty shift starts the deep state impeachment against President Trump. Hear ye, hear ye. The Democrats have taken it to the public stage, this coup d'etat against President Trump. Trump, if they, if they are successful in impeaching President Trump, I'm willing to bet that Hillary Rotten Clinton is going to throw her name in the hat for the 2020 election. I think she already done it. She's just like trying to play it out to see if they're going to actually impeach President Trump before she comes in. Or if it's starting to look like that they're going to make some headway, then she's going to say, yes, I'm here to save the day. Guaranteed. The Democrats still have it in the back of their mind that Hillary Clinton is still the rightful president from 2016. They said that she did not lose. It was stolen from her. She should still be the president, and they're still trying to make some kind of pathway for that to take place. This hearing, this impeachment hearing, all of this for the past three years, four years, all of this is for Hillary Clinton and to get rid of President Trump because of all the positive things that he's doing for this nation. Now, the Democrats, they presented some witnesses, right? They presented some witnesses that have secondhand information, both of them today. He said this, she said that, he said blah, 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 blah. They're looking at secondhand information as if it is all credible now. You can come up and say, well, he's told me this, and they'd be like, okay, well, these are the actual facts. No, but we're going to go with this. The whole two plus two equal four is out the door. Because you come by and you say something else, it equals something else. That's what we're going to go with. That's how exactly how the Democrats are acting right now. So three years later into the Trump presidency, we have these impeachment hearings and they switch from collusion to obstruction and now bribery. Really? This is all, this is all they have. So they're making up something. And so the bribery came up the night before. Last night is when they switched it to bribery. Because they found that in the Constitution. Oh, let's go with this one. Because we can say that President Trump did that. That's exactly how the Democrats are taking it. We're going to show you tonight how the Democrats can't even keep a straight lie. Adam Shifty Shift is leading the charge on the deep state against the coup against President Trump. Anyone that watched this impeachment hearing today that has two brain cells ultimately can see that the Democrats don't have anything, and the Democrats coach these witnesses completely. One one thing that gave it away was when Adam Schiff was talking to the witness and Adam Schiff was giving the witness the, the answers to the question. Yes, this took place, right? Right, right? And the witness, oh, yeah, that's exactly what took place. Oh, and that took place, right, right, right? Oh, yeah, 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 Shifty, Shifty, Adam Shifty. That's exactly what took place. So we're supposed to believe that the witnesses are credible when it is clear as day that they were coached by Adam Schiff and the Democrats. So we're going to have some guests on and we're going to show you the videos from this hearing today. But do me a favor. Your assistance is needed. Go over to Bandot Video and on the right hand, on the left hand side, uh, so I want to stay right, but on the left hand side in this case, 
Go to Firepower News, click on that. Once you click on that, it will take you to the live show. Do me a favor, share that link. Let's head on into the studio. So like I said, we're going to show you the videos from tonight. We're going to show you every all how these Democrats got caught in the lies. We're going to show you the truth and the facts that came out with this whole Ukraine issue. We're going to show them to you tonight. We're going to show you what the Democrats don't want you to pay attention to. We're going to show you what the liberals and the, the lamestream media don't want anyone to recognize. So you have to go to ban that video and share the link. OK, going to join me. We're going to have a lively show tonight. Tom Pepper is out this evening. Well, we're going to still rock the house. Will Johnson. This is FirepowerNews.com. Uh, Interior Minister Avakov, who has uh, spanned both the Poroshenko and the Zelensky uh, realm, is also saying some very unkind things on social media about the president. Um, you certainly can appreciate that President Trump was very concerned that some elements of the Ukrainian establishment were not in favor of him, did not support him, and were out to get him. If I go to, and I'll, I'll allow the question, but... Um, are you are asking? You really, are you parliamentary inquiry? Are you seriously interrupting our time? No, I, here? I will allow the question. I won't. I won't dock this from the time. Um, I just want to be clear, Ambassador. If you're able to verify the things that counsel has asked you and the prerequisite of the question, that's fine. Otherwise, in questions from the majority or the minority that may assume facts not in evidence before you, uh, you should be cautioned about that. Mr. Chairman, point of order. The time is with uh, Mr. Uh, with Minority Counsel. Uh, Mr. Ratcliffe. Chairman, um, I sat here through the first 45 minutes and literally had an objection to almost the foundation of every question that Mr. Goldman asked regarding facts not in evidence, leading... But House Resolution 660 does not say that we, under, we are under the federal rules of evidence. If it is your position that I should be asserting objections to questions that violate the federal rules of evidence, let me know now, because this hearing is going to change significantly. As I said, Mr. Radcliffe, I will allow the question. I, I think the gentleman has a different question uh, about the rules. So what are the rules that are going to govern this? Does the ranking member seek recognition? I'm, I'm asking, I'm yielding you to, for a question, to a question I just asked you. For what purpose do you seek recognition? To answer Mr. Ratcliffe's question. I have answered it. You may no, resume your question. Respectfully, Mr. Chairman, um, you haven't answered my question whether or not I should be asserting assumes facts not in evidence or leading uh, objections to questions that are posed from this point forward. That's my question. Mr. Ratcliffe, I'll say once again. I'm not objecting to the question, but I am instructing the witness that they should not presume questions from the majority or the minority that may represent facts not in evidence uh, are correct. See, um, this is this just is, Adam Schiff I have, I letting have, uh, everyone know the that the witnesses have been coached <clears throat> and he's not going to let them get off. Not, he's not going to let them veer off, veer away from the way they've been coached because he wants to keep them on a certain path. 
They want to keep them on this impeachment. They want to keep make sure that the public doesn't realize or recognize that they have been coached and that they have an agenda to impeach President Trump. President Trump is guilty already when it comes to the left. All right. So we have a guest that's coming on with us. Steve Allen. This this young man has a, a YouTube channel. Uh, Think about it. Radio. He is absolutely very knowledgeable on all all the impeachment, everything that's going on. Uh, I asked this gentleman to come on with me to talk about this impeachment hearing that's taking place today. And, you know, I, and I truly now for me, uh, for me, and I'm, I'm pretty sure he probably would agree that everything that we're seeing is happening right now in this country and not just this country, but across the world is biblical. All of this is related spiritually because they are the way they're attacking President Trump, the way they're attacking reality, how secondhand information now it, it trumps uh, direct information. All of this leads to people not even uh, realizing that they've been turned over to a reprobate mind. So without further ado, we're going to bring Stephen Allen on. How are you doing, sir? Thank you for joining me. Well, thanks a lot for the compliment of calling me a young man, because uh, <laughs> as you can see, I'm not that young. But um, Sure, sure. You got another 50 on you. So, did, oh. so I, I'm, I'm sure that you saw this circus today or the, the shift show as many of us did. And let, let, me, let me get your first thoughts on it and then we'll proceed. Unfortunately, I did see it. Uh, I made a point to try to watch as much as I could because this is the most dangerous fiasco that this country has ever seen, I think, in the history of the country mm. in over 240 years. I mean, this is this is unreal because the deep state basically has been flushed out like a rat full of, uh, you know, a, a basement full of rats. So somebody turned the light on, and when Trump got elected, the light was turned on. And ever since then, we've seen nothing but the most flagrant display of lawlessness, disrespect for the Constitution, and it's just apparent. And the only people that can't see it are the totally dumbed down, low information, poor souls in our country who don't understand that this is the most serious thing that could ever happen to this country. And I kind of feel like we're almost going to be back to the same place we were three years ago. Because you know that Hillary's going to run. And if President Trump even gets through this without even being impeached, uh, there will be so many people that will have a stain of believing their lies on their minds that they'll go to the polls and they'll say, well, you know what? Yeah, let's give her a chance. I mean, you know, she she got robbed because according to Hillary, she got robbed. You know, yeah, exactly. She, well, you know, they're going to they're gonna say that she got robbed and they, they're already saying that she got robbed. They've been saying it and they're going to say that she deserves, to, you know, the opportunity to be president. And, you know, they constantly lie. And how is it that hearsay is more credible than direct information? And so, for example, like if someone tells me something about you and then I go and tell everyone else. And you say, no, that's not true. Should they believe me or should they believe you or should they believe the person that I heard it from? It's crazy. So let me play this clip for you real quick so you can see exactly how they introduced this in today's hearing. Uh, and and if, I guess to close uh, primer on hearsay, I think the American public needs to be reminded that countless people have been convicted on hearsay because the courts have routinely allowed and created needed 
exceptions to hearsay. Hearsay can be much better evidence than direct, as we have learned in painful instances, and it's certainly valid in, in, in this instance. Well, gentlemen, yield because oh none God. of those exceptions. How do we get to this point? Steve, how do we get to this point as a society? It's really disturbing for someone to even actually say that. And then people are like, yes, you know what? Hearsay is more factual than the actual facts coming out of the horse's mouth. It's total insanity, Will. Total insanity. Because, you know, how do we get to this point? Well, we got to this just like the frog in the, in the boiling water in incremental steps, mm, yeah. incremental steps, a little by little by little by little, and here we are. And now we've got a guy basically trying to convince the American people that hearsay is an acceptable way of testimony against anything or anybody, and the courts even accept it. Well, yeah. that tells you that tells you everything about how pathetic our courts are now, Yo, accepting you know hearsay. Yeah, yeah. Actually, we're we're basically just, you know, layman terms, we're all screwed, if that's the case. We're all yeah. screwed, no matter what, because if they come up with something, that's just what it is. We have to hear that, and we have to go along with whatever it is that someone making up. This whole thing with the Russia collusion delusion. You know what? I'm glad we have people like Mark Maddows. Uh, yeah. he, he was, he was there today and there was a, and during the break, uh, one of the reporters was asking him a question and completely was lying to him. So I want to play this video so you can see this. So yeah. we can come back and we'll talk about it. Let's go to it. For, for the case you're making to be true, every single witness. Well, the case I'm making of, is true. For, yeah. For the case you're making to be true, every single witness who has testified, more than a dozen of them, would have to be either lying or mistaken. That's is not that correct. You're your, your characterization is so inherently wrong and, and biased. I they can tell you. No, no. They believe the Bidens were ha, the focus ha, of the uh, So let me ask you this. For the American people, how many hours have you been in sitting in these depositions? How many hours? Okay. I haven't seen you. I, no, you, you have not read all the transcripts. You've read the... I, I beg to differ because they haven't all been released, so there's no way that you've read them all. But I can tell you, your premise is not right. I've been in those depositions, and I can tell you there is contradictory information. This president had not put any condition on the aid, and certainly when we talk about impeachment, why are we doing this? Why are we all here 11 months from an election? Why not let the American people decide all of a sudden? What happened is the Mueller investigation didn't work. The Russia collusion didn't work. Now they're yeah, none of it worked. See, none of it worked. See, that's just I, it. That's why we're here right now because none of it worked. They kept doing everything they can. They brought what twenty-one different women. They brought up Stormy Daniels, Michael Amanetti. They brought up a whole bunch of stuff that didn't even mean anything. Obstruction. None of it worked. Now it's supposed to be bribery because it's in the Constitution. That's why we'll be back. Um, Mr. Kent, uh, corruption in Ukraine is endemic, correct? That's correct. And it affects the, the courts, the prosecutors, and, and there have historically been problems with um, all the prosecutors in Ukraine, correct? I would say up until the new set of prosecutors uh, appointed by President Zelensky in the last two months, correct? Okay, and so the, the U.S. government, the consensus hope at the State Department and the National Security Council and the White House is that Zelensky's the real deal. He's a real reformer. He's genuinely interested in rooting out corruption, prosecuting the bad guys, correct? 
I would say we are cautiously optimistic and we will work wherever there is the political will mm-hmm. to do the right thing and uh, put forward genuine reform. And at the heart of the corruption is this oligarchical, oligarchical system, correct, where, where um, the oligarchs take control uh, often by a virtual theft of, um, you know, for example, the, the right to uh, certain energy licenses, correct? That is one element, yes, sir. And the um, the company Burisma, uh, its its um, leader Sochevsky, he has a, a little bit of a storied history of corruption, doesn't he? Uh, Mr. Zlochevsky was Minister of Energy from 2010-2012 under the pro-Russian government, and he used his regulatory authority to award uh, gas exploration licenses to companies that he himself controlled. That would be considered an act of corruption in my view, yes. And certainly self-dealing. Certainly self-dealing and self-enriching. And how did the Ukrainian government ultimately pursue that? In the spring of 2014, the Ukrainian government, the new government after the Revolution of Dignity, turned to partners, particularly the U.S. and the U.K., to try to recover tens of billions of dollars of stolen assets. The first case that we tried to recover that money came from Mr. Zlachevsky. Serious Crimes Office in the U.K. had already opened up an investigation. They worked with us and the Ukrainian authorities to develop more information. The $23 million was frozen until somebody in the General Prosecutor's Office of Ukraine shut the case, issued a letter to his lawyer, and that money went poof. So essentially so paid a bribe to make the case go away. That this, is our strong assumption, yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, so the corruption happened long before President Trump came along, long before this corruption was going on. That's what this whole thing is about. The corruption was has been there and it's always been there. But the Democrats want to act like it's not, like it's all brand new because of President Trump. The corruption is there. Steve, are you hearing how they are trying to make it? I mean, the Democrats are trying to push this angle like is all the corruption is stems from what President Trump because of a simple phone call where he was asking them to look into criminal activity. Well, we know that when he got elected, it was like a red flashing light. It's like having a siren behind you and red flashing lights. Uh Uh-oh, this is trouble. And they knew this. The deep state, this this shadow government that's been going for decades, this globalist new world order, you know, George H.W. Bush, George W.'s daddy. I mean, this has been a big political club that they've been able to control all these years and all these decades. Now, all of a sudden... The red lights flashing behind him and the sirens going and they're saying, "Uh oh, oh, no. Now what? So what they've done is they've all joined together. And remember, the, the mainstream media is so complicit and owned by the same group of people that run this country that everybody's against Trump. Everybody's against him. And people go, you know, they, they tell me all the time, well, Steve, I don't know how you can still support the president. I'll tell you why, because he's the only thing standing in the way of these guys completely having their way and bringing us into a nightmare dystopia that nobody in America is ever going to want to live through. Yeah, exactly, ever. exactly. So, you know, they constantly say that no one is above the law. They're <laughs> constantly saying it, right? They, they constantly say it, but they don't want to, they don't want to like uh, address the issue with Joe Biden. And, <clears throat> and I want to, I'm going to play another video clip for you and I want to get your, uh, your response from it. But they, 
what Joe Biden and his son did, they're saying that President Trump should never have looked into it because, for one, he's an American citizen, two, that he's running for the 2020 election. And the only reason why President Trump was doing it, because he felt threatened by Joe Biden, which we all know is not true. So let me, Listen, let me, no, no sewer ever wants the lights turned on because those rats are going to scatter. Exactly. Exactly. OK, let's go to that clip. Mark with Mark Meadows. Just taking away the quid pro quo, is it okay for any future president now to ask a foreign leader for an investigation into their political opponent? Yeah, you got to understand the backdrop of what this is all about. Is it okay if I run for president or vice president that I am I am somehow immune to any investigation? The answer to that is no. I don't think any of us would say just because you run for president you should be immune. The second part of that is this: the backdrop of this comes from a 2016 connection to Ukraine. The president was being accused that he coordinated or that the Russians helped him, and yet there was equal evidence that that Ukraine took part in some of the disinformation that was applied to the 2016 elections. And I say that, a lot of people say that's a conspiracy theory, that that's not accurate. But let me just tell you, this two, this fact remains. Either Nellie Orr lied to Congress, where she talked about a Ukrainian connection, or there was one. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you, if you're, if you're, Running for political office, it does not exempt, it doesn't, you don't get a get out of jail free card. You, you don't get a pass to commit crimes, even if you're a politician. That's exactly it. But none of the media, none of the Democrats are questioning the whole point that Joe Biden and his son did this. The problem is, is they've been committing crimes for so long, so many decades, Will, and they've been getting away with it because they do it in secret. They do it, you know, behind closed doors, just like, you know, Schiff, he's got to have the, the, the whistleblower, whoever he, they are in a basement, you know, in the Capitol building. I mean, come on. They don't want to do anything up front because, you know, today, truthfully, was one of the most embarrassing moments for Adam Schiff. Did you see the look on his face? Because all of a sudden, the other side got to raise questions and actually present the facts. Exactly. And boy, Facts don't work with people who are trying to keep secrets and do crime. Facts exactly. don't work. Yeah, well, you know, they all know that the, the corruption in Ukraine has been happening, and there's a lot of them involved. And it's probably why, especially like all the Democrats, why they're trying to fight against it, because they're, they're trying to protect Joe Biden. They do protect their own. That's President right. Trump, President Trump, has he's talked about it. He said, you know what? Uh, I'm glad to see that the Republicans are starting to come together and they're starting to, you know, mesh together and they're starting to fight for the rights of this country. But the Democrats, no matter what, they will fight for each other. So when we're going on the way out, I want to play this video with uh, Mark Meadows talking about Rudy Giuliani. This is going to be clip number seven. And then when we come back from the break, I'll get your, your views on it, too. Consistent with the way that he's president done. have dispatched Rudy Giuliani. Yeah, I'm going to have to go back on this Ukraine policy. Was it okay <clears throat> for him to do that? Listen, the president obviously at that particular time was looking at a defense from the 2016 election charges. That's why Rudy Giuliani got involved. But he told uh, this other, uh, Hold on, let me let me let me finish, Manu. And and so as we start to look at that, the whole context of why Rudy Giuliani was uh, was involved was as a defense of this president against false accusation. What came out of that, uh, beyond that, in the whole Biden barisma, I think that is a footnote, a side note, that we're all wanting to talk about now. Why don't you talk about the fact that there are some merits 
to the fact that Hunter Biden was on the board and that Vice President Biden at worst case scenario should have recused himself from interfering with some Thank of those you. decisions. Thank you. We'll be back. Days from 7 to 9 p.m. Central Time, only at band.video. All right, welcome back. Firepowernews.com. Band.video is where you want to go. Band.video. Okay, so I have a special guest on with us, Steve Allen. Think about it. Yes, everyone should be really thinking about what the Democrats are doing to all of us right now in this country. So right before we went to the break, we played a video where... Matter was talking about uh, Rudy Giuliani because they were saying, do you think Rudy Giuliani should be able to go over there and ask questions? Well, Rudy Giuliani was asking questions in, def- in defense of President Trump because of the t- what happened in the 2016 election. And Rudy Giuliani looked like he just stumbled on to the whole Biden and, and, and uh, Hunter Biden uh, finagle that was taking place in Ukraine. So, Steve, give me your thoughts and your opinion about them trying to still push this narrow and not even paying attention to what Joe Biden and his son did. Well, listen, they're going to try and twist. It's kind of like, you know, Meadows said, uh, you, you know, this is a characterization. He said to that reporter, a characterization is is basically something you want something to look like, even though it may not be anything close to the truth. Hmm. That's a characterization. It's your opinion. It's your your narrative on something. You know, the truth of it is, is so many people know so little about the the law. They know so little about what you're allowed to do and what you're not allowed allowed to do in a presidential position uh, or anything else in government that they don't know. So they keep they keep making these these characterizations about what the president is not supposed to do, what he shouldn't have done. He shouldn't do that. That's a crime. That's a crime. That's a crime. And all they're doing is they're building a characterization of lies and false accusations about what the president's doing or what he's done or what he's allowed to do. And yet, like I said, in the past, when Obama was in the Bushes, the Clintons, they did everything in secret. They did everything. And then, of course, they would come out and they would appear so lily white. They'd they'd appear so righteous so, yeah. so, you know, untarnished. That's, you know. Yeah, that's kind of what the Democrats did here, right? When they went into the basement, they, you know, they coast these witnesses. And now when they come out, they look like they're, they're trying to look like they're all righteous and like they have all the answers and like, this is the way it's supposed to be. And we got it all going. So they, they coach these, these two gentlemen. And I'm, I'm sticking with that. I'm sticking with, I can care less what anyone else say because of the way it played out today. I mean, it's clearly you can tell that they were coached, right? So were they, they were they witnesses? Were they really even witnesses? Will exactly, exactly. And then, so this that leads me right to this next video I want to share with you, where they, they're the star witness of all people. So let's go to that video. Regardless of what you call it, whether it's a quid pro quo, bribery, extortion, abuse of power uh, of the office of the presidency. 
The fact of the matter, as you understood it, is that security assistance and the White House meeting were not going to be provided unless Ukraine initiated these two investigations that would benefit Donald Trump's reelection. Is that what you understood the facts to be? Mr. Goldman, what, what I can do um, here for you today is tell you what I heard from people. And in this case, it was what I heard from Ambassador Sondland. Um, he described conditions for the security assistance and the White House meeting in, in those terms. That is, that was dependent upon, conditioned on, um, pursuing these investigations. And you heard that from Ambassador Sondland himself, correct? Correct. And you also heard a similar story from Mr. Morrison as well, is that right? Who also talked uh, to Ambassador Sondland um, about the conversations that he had had in Warsaw with Ukrainians. And what Mr. Morrison recounted to you was substantially similar to what Mr. Sondland recounted to you, right? Yes. Yeah, so I think that was actually <laughs> the, a different clip. So, you know, the, the, these people, I mean, it's, almost, it's, a, it's like a circus. It's, a, it's shameful that this country, that we're here at Absolutely. this point. And, and, and it's, you know what? I can only imagine the rest of the world is like, what are these Americans doing? They, yeah. they don't have nothing together. No. And I mean, you know, his, his whole testimony is like, what was the point, man? I mean, it's like, uh, uh, guess what? Owen told me that Alex said that he was going to meet, uh, Will later for lunch and, 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 uh, and, you know, it's like, are you sure? Are you sure you even know what you're talking about? No, they don't know what they're talking about because it's hearsay. Somebody told me that guy told him and I thought I heard him say. And, you know, the whole thing is, is they're trying to make something out of nothing. Will. that's what they're doing, trying to establish something that didn't happen, that uh, out of nothing. I mean, they're trying to build a case out of paper, man. It's just, yeah. it, you know, you, it's ridiculous. Well, no, it, it is. A, it, you're absolutely right. I mean, so they. It's, it's almost like, and you know what? They, they expect the American people to be like, oh yeah. And Shifty yeah. Shift is sitting up there in the, in the biggest chair in the room with his yeah. beady eyes. And like, you know what? The American people are going to be with us because we're going to lie to everyone and we're going to convince. You know what? This, for me, this whole, this whole impeachment hearing, they're, they're doing this right now in the public to get public approval of impeaching President Trump. Because right. they can't do it, they're not going to do it with the Senate. At least, you know, at least that's the way it looks right now, unless they get some Republicans to fold over like they have in the past. But as of right now, they can't do it in the Senate. They don't have any Republicans in the House that's going along with it. So they need public opinion because they want the public to put pressure on the Republicans to go along with this hoax. Yeah, but they can't do it with facts. Right. They can't do it with the truth because... It didn't happen. The, the president totally releases the whole transcript. Now, what happened to that? How come they're not sitting there? If they wanted the truth, why wouldn't they sit there and read the whole thing and then debate yeah. that? No, you're absolutely right. That's, that should have been a requirement that they read the transcript before the hearing got started for everyone since it's in the public. You know, so there's, there's no, there's nothing here for them to impeach them on. So I want to no. play this other clip for you. This is with Ratcliffe, number 10, where he uh, he's asking, is it a peaceable offense for, in the car? What is it? Where is it at? So let's go to that, number 10. 
The Ukrainian president stood in front of the world press and repeatedly, consistently, over and over again, interview after interview, said he had no knowledge of military aid being withheld, meaning no quid pro quo, no pressure, no demands, no threats, no blackmail, nothing corrupt. And unlike the first 45 minutes that we heard from the Democrats today, that's not secondhand information, it's not hearsay, it's not what someone overheard Ambassador Sondland say. That was his direct testimony. Ambassador Taylor, do you have any evidence to assert that President Zelensky was lying to the world press when he said those things? Yes or no? Mr. Ratcliffe, if I can respond. My time is short. Your time yes is or no? That's right. I have no reason to doubt what uh, the president said um, and in his... Testimony. Okay, very good. So, uh, in this impeachment hearing today, where we impeach presidents for treason or bribery or other high crimes, where is the impeachable offense in that call? Are either of you here today to assert there was an impeachable offense in that call? Nothing. Shout Crickets. it out. Anyone? Crickets. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nowhere. Nothing. Total crickets. Total crickets. They had, they, and you know what? That's exactly what this is. They, there is nothing there. You know what they should have done at that point? Every Republican in that room should have said, okay, we're done. And they should have got up and said, where are you having lunch at? Let's go. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And you know what? Before we go out, I want to play another quick video. This is a really short video here. And I want you to look at the expression on their star witness in this next video. Look at the expression at the end. Let's go to it. Ambassador, you weren't on the call, were you? The president, you didn't listen on President Trump's call and President Lindsey's call? I did not. You never talked with Chief of Staff Mulvaney? I never did. You never met the president? That's correct. You had three meetings again with Zelensky and it didn't come up. And two of those they had never heard about as far as I know. And President there was Lisky, no reason for and it. President Zelensky never made an announcement. This, this is what I can't believe. And you're their star witness. <laughs> wow, really? You're the star witness. He smiled. Yes, I am. And I'm going to get away with it because we're all evil. <laughs> That's exactly how they're acting. All right, firepowernews.com. We'll be back with more talking about more of this insanity. The whistleblower was acknowledged to have a bias against President Trump and his attorney touted a coup against the president and called for his impeachment just weeks after the election. At a prior hearing, Democrats on this committee read out a purely fictitious rendition of the president's phone call with President Zelensky. They clearly found the real conversation to be insufficient for their impeachment narrative. So they just made up a new one. And most egregiously, the staff of the Democrats on this committee had direct discussions with the whistleblower before his or her complaint was submitted to the inspector general. Republicans can't get a full account of these contacts because Democrats broke their promise to have the whistleblower testify to this committee. Democrat members hid these contacts from Republicans and then lied about them to the American people on national television. Completely lied. I remember when Shifty Schiff did a parody about what President Trump said. And I'm like, oh, this is what President Trump said in the phone call. And how come they won't produce this uh, whistleblower? If the whistleblower is actually actually factual. Steve, if the whistleblowers actually have the, the, the goods, have the truth, then they shouldn't, they shouldn't hide them. And you know what? Then let him have the whistleblower protections come out, say the facts, what they are, and be protected.
if they're actually true. I got to disagree with uh, what they said there, because uh, that was not a parody. What Adam Schiff did was an outright fabrication <laughs> of the transcripts. That was not a parody. You don't you don't come out. I mean, this is the guy who's in charge of this whole impeachment hearing and blah, 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 bringing this whistleblower forth to just prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that everything they're saying is a fact when it is nothing but a fabrication. Everything he did that he read, I mean, he, he read this statement very seriously. You don't do a parody. A parody is like a joke. It's like yeah. a, it's like a satirical comment on something. This is yeah, a I fabrication. Agree. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, Schiff, he went on there when he talking to Congress and American people, and he said he was doing a parody trying to make up for it. And I agree with you. It's a blatant lie. That's all he was doing. He's blatantly lying to the American people. How was that not treasonous? How was him trying to make it look like President Trump did something that he's not not treasonous? I mean, this this is this. This is what happens when lawlessness has taken over a country and a government. And that's exactly what's going on. Will we have utter lawlessness in this country? We have Democratic mayors in different cities across this country who are allowing their cities to be destroyed, just destroyed. Yeah, and you can't absolutely. walk down a street without somebody running up and throwing urine and, and diarrhea feces on you on Hollywood Boulevard. You, we got a problem. That's a serious yeah, I problem. Know, I know exactly what you're talking about, where there's that young lady. She was just walking in the, in the, through, I mean, and it was know, still warm. I, it was, I, was, I was just listening to her story, and I was gagging. Yeah. It's, it's, it's horrible. And you know what? You're, you're, you touched on something that a lot of people don't even recognize as happening in the country because they're not living around it. A lot of people don't live around LA and it's Democrats that don't say anything about it because it's like, this is how they want America to be. And when the way I look at it, the way my eye sees it is that the Democrats are demonic and they want this demonic things to take place on the planet. And I've yet to see anyone on the left come back and say, and even say, no, that's not what we're about. But yet they create the situations. Yeah, you're right. And, and the truth of it is, is, is we are in the last days and you know my position, you know what I've taught, you know what my channels are about. And the bottom line is this, we're in the last days and we're going to see, uh, we're going to see so much heartache. And just like the Bible tells us, uh, in second Timothy, Chapter three talked about, he says, in in the last days, he said, perilous times are coming. Difficult, really difficult times because people are going to be selfish and they love money more than people. And they're going to be, you know, the kind of people that brag and they're proud. They'll slander other people, false accusers. They're disobedient to parents. They're ungrateful, unholy, unloving, Mm. contrary. And just they just they're contrary. They just want to fight. They want to fight about everything. Yeah. So let me ask you, how can. How can we stop all of this from happening? You know, what the Bible says is going to happen. How do we stop it from happening? And is it going to happen in our lifetime? I, I think it's going to continue to grow in our lifetime. I think we're going to end up seeing things if, if we allow this lawlessness in America to continue. Uh, first of all, if, if the Christians of this world don't pray for us, then we're, we're done. We're, we've mm-hmm. had it. Because the last election was where we almost hit that point of no return. And now there's another opportunity for this to happen again. I mean, 
if you can't see a repeat coming up in another year, I mean, it, it's just it's downright sickening. And well, so, so the I left think- that the, the left that they don't want to repeat. They want to prevent what happened in 2016. That's why they're going after President Trump right now. You see it. I see it. Majority of the American people see it. Even the people that don't even want to act like they're are acknowledged that all this is happening. They yeah. see it as well. The American yeah, people aren't as dumb as the left would lead us to believe. Right. That's true. And unfortunately, though, it, they think there's enough people, and they think that because they own mainstream media, that they'll be able to convince and confuse enough people into believing their lies. Yeah, and absolutely. The tr- the tr- I mean, the, the truth of it is, is if they do believe their lies, and they we allow this election to be stolen. But look what look what they're doing. They're they're cutting off the voices. It's just like Schiff. You you see Adam Schiff in this whole thing, this hearing. He tried to control the narrative. He tried to stop people yep. when they would bring out the facts. Somebody started somebody one of them started to bring out the thing about his parody and he stopped that. You notice he shut that down yep. real quick. Yep. So what do you, what they want, what these globalists and these new world order, you know, people want is they want to shut every voice up. That's why they took Alex off the all social media, deplatformed him all over the place. Yep. And anybody else who has any kind of voice at all, they want to shut you up. Because if they can shut us up, then there's only one narrative to hear. Yeah, you're 100% correct. I mean, Alex Jones is a prime example of how they want to do the rest of the country as far as their voices coming out. And yeah. they're still upset with Alex Jones. They're still angry. You know, they still, they're still trying to figure out how is it they can't stop him? How is it that he's able to still reach so many people? You know what it is? Because the heart of America is bigger and stronger than the left have ever anticipated. Because if That's they right. thought that the American people were so weak and so dumbed down, then Hillary Clinton would be president today. But because the American spirit is so strong, that's the reason why Alex Jones is still going on. That's the reason why we have President Trump in office. That's the reason why the Democrats are doing what they can today to try to remove this president from the White House because he's doing positive things for the nation. It's not that he's having people murdered. It's not that he has 43, 40 plus body bags in his political career. He doesn't have any of that. He has his business in the past. He's not a perfect person, but because we as Americans, we prayed, and you and you talked about it. As Christians, we prayed during the 2016 election, and God Absolutely. answered our prayers then. Amen. And we have to do the same thing come right now. We can't wait until next year, 2020, the physical year of 2020. We need to try. do it now because they're trying to remove him now. Do you think that they want to try to remove President Trump within 30 days? I, I truly do. I think they're fast-tracking this whole impeachment process. Well, I, you know, obviously, Will, I mean, the goal is to remove him. And, and, you know, whether it takes, you know, 30 days or, you know, 300 days, they just want him gone. They want him out of the picture. They want Hillary to come back in and move their globalist, you know, dystopia forward. They want them mm. to keep on rolling. And they never meant it to stop. It would have continued to roll. And the few of us who were awake enough to see that, and Alex talked about it. Alex was a voice still where, uh, you know, social media hadn't deplatformed him. And they underestimated the power of the truth. And that's yeah. why Trump is in the White House right now. We have a president who is fighting. And, you know, if we don't pray for that man and support him and those around him who are standing up and, the, you know, the, the, the few handful of decent congressmen and senators we have. 
Not exactly. these, not these, you know, rhinos and these shills and everything, but you know, the the Mark Meadows and the the Matt Gates and you know, uh, all Romney. these other. Oh, I mean, no, <laughs> yeah, uh, Mitt Romney, yeah, no, forget exactly. Him. Well, hey, Steve, I want to thank you for coming on with me. Uh, this is such a, uh, a crazy evening. Uh, they already have uh, your website up there. Tell everybody else anything you you would like them to know about you, where to go and find you more information. Well, the website is uh, thinkaboutit.news, or you can find it at thinkaboutit.online as well. And uh, you can find all the links to the video channels right there. It's on the website. That's the easiest way to get it. I'm on Brighton. I'm on YouTube, of course. Until they take me off, until they deplatform, I'm still looking for that. But, uh, Will, yeah. I just want you to know that we got to keep praying, we got to keep supporting, we got to speak out and do what we can every single day. Yep, absolutely. Yep, absolutely. Take care. All right, we'll be back after this. Wake up, America. Please wake up. Wake up. So do you have an explanation for why within days of uh, that phone call when no quid pro quo was even possible, uh, a person who later became a whistleblower walked into Chairman Schiff's staff to discuss what Chairman Schiff's uh, spokesman Patrick Boland said were the, quote, outlines of the whistleblower's uh, uh, accusations? I'm sorry, what's the question, sir? The question is, do you know or have an explanation for why that person would walk in a few days do, later to not. Chairman Schiff's office? I do not. Okay. Um, earlier, Chairman Schiff made reference to a colloquy, and uh, for the public, a colloquy is a way for legislators to clarify an important issue to the public. Um, and so without uh, jeopardizing the whistleblower in any way, in an effort to find out, Chairman, um, what you knew and when you knew it about the whistleblower, I'd like you to engage in a colloquy with me. My colleague will address his questions to the witnesses. Uh, I'll take that as a no. You're not interested in a colloquy? Uh, Mr. Ratcliffe, you could take it anywhere you like it, but uh, appropriately, your question should be directed to witnesses. Well, I guess my question um, to the witnesses then is, um, when are House Republicans going to find out what House Democrats uh, already know? Uh, when are we going to find out the details of the contact between Chairman Schiff uh, and the whistleblower, uh, what they met about, when they met, the number of times they met, the discussions that were had. Mr. Chairman, point of order. Is the, the status point of order. Mr. Chairman, the gentleman is questioning the chair, which is not permitted under the resolution applicable to the hearing or the rules of the House or the committee. The efforts to undermine lawful whistleblowing is, moreover, contrary to the law and practice of this committee. And I would like to also quote Mr. Chairman, I'm last not trying Congress, to find out the identity. Last I Congress, want to find out the uh, date that this happened. Both, both gentlemen could suspend. Mr. Ratcliffe has resumed questioning of the witness, so I would just recommend we move on. Chairman, pretty simple question. Are we ever going to be able to find out the details? In in, in, I guess not, not anything classified. Mr. Chairman, I I'll guess, reserve uh, my point of order. He, I guess he hasn't resumed his question. Let the me list. know when you get her. Mr. Ratcliffe, your time is dwindling. I suggest we'll bring you it at six after anyway. Uh, I'll yield back. Okay, so... The whistleblower, I mean, seriously, how, when did Shifty Shift talk to the whistleblower? Why are they avoiding all of that information? Why are they avoiding that Shifty Shift? I, you know what? Is the whistleblower actually real? Where is Waldo? Where is the whistleblower? I mean, seriously, is the whistleblower someone that is just drummed up, just brought out so they can proceed with all of this? You know, 
I don't want anyone to lose sleep over what the Democrats are doing. But if you do happen to lay down tonight and you're going, you're laying in the bed and you're thinking about the direction of this country, one of the best things you can do is take knockout. Now, from our sponsor, InfoWarsStore.com, they are a sponsor of this show. You can go to, go there and you can get the knockout. Now, I take the knockout myself. And for me, let me, let me tell you. Like I said, when when I do the products, I take them and the products, and then I talk about my personal experience with these products. The knockout for me, a lot of people will take knockout or they'll take sleep aids and stuff like that. And they, the next day they'll feel groggy. They'll feel a certain way. But for me, when I take that knockout, it, it wears off after four hours. I'm serious. The for, And maybe because it's just my body. Everyone is different, right? Everyone is different. But the knockout... After four hours, it wears off, and it's not that I'm wide awake afterwards. It's like I wake up, and I feel good, and most of the times I'll just get up, and I'll use the restroom, and I'll drink some uh, some water, and I'll go back to sleep. I don't have any issues falling back to sleep either, but it puts me in a nice, deep, REM sleep, and that's what I really like about it, especially if you have a lot going on, and you have your mind is racing. You can take it. It's like... Absolutely. It's not like the drugs that you just get at the uh, go to at a convenience store and you just get it off the counter or get it behind the counter. And then in the next day, you're feeling groggy and feeling drowsy. Nothing like that. This is like, did I even take it when you wake up in the morning? It's like I don't have it's like no side effects. At least that's the way it is for me. Infowarsstore.com. Get it today. Why is why you got these awesome deals that's going on with the Black Friday. You can't miss it. You can't beat it. Infowarsstore.com. Firepowernews.com. Firepower with Will Johnson. Our witness on Friday, she testified in her deposition. Corruption is not just prevalent in Ukraine. It's the system. So our president said, time out. Time out. Let's check out this new guy. Let's see if Zelensky's the real deal. This new guy who got elected in April, whose party took power in July. Let's see if he's legitimate. Now, keep in mind, as has already been discussed, in 2018, President Trump had already done more for Ukraine than Obama did. That's right. President Trump, who doesn't like foreign aid, wanted European countries to do more, who knew how corrupt Ukraine was, did more than Obama because he gave them javelins, tank-busting javelins to fight the Russians. Our witnesses have said this. Others have said this. Obama gave him blankets. Trump gave him missiles. But when it came time to check out this new guy, President Trump said, let's just see. Let's just see if he's legit. So for 55 days, we checked him out. President Zelensky had five interactions with senior U.S. officials in that time frame. One was, of course, the phone call, the July 25th phone call between President Trump and President Zelensky. And there were four other face-to-face meetings with other senior U.S. officials. And guess what? Not one of those interactions, not one, were security assistance dollars linked to investigating Burisma or Biden. But guess what did happen in those 55 days? U.S. senators... Ambassador Bolton, Vice President Pence, all became convinced 
that Zelensky was, in fact, worth the risk. He was, in fact, legit and the real deal and a real change. And guess what? They told the president, he's a reformer, release the money. And that's exactly what President Trump did. Now, over the next few weeks, we're going to have more witnesses like we've had today that the Democrats will parade in here, and they're all going to say this. So-and-so said such-and-such to so-and-so, and therefore, we got impeached the president. Actually, we can get more specific. We covered this a little bit ago. They'll say something like Ambassador Sondland said in his deposition, where he said, Ambassador Taylor recalls that Mr. Morrison told Ambassador Taylor that I told Mr. Morrison that I conveyed this message to Mr. Yarmouk on September 1st, 2019, in connection with Vice President Pence's visit to Warsaw and a meeting with President Zelensky. And if you can follow that, that's the Democrats' plan and why they want to impeach the president. That's what we're going to hear over the next couple of weeks. That's what we're going to hear. But no matter what they do, no matter how many witnesses they bring in here, four facts will not change, have not changed, will never change. The call shows no linkage between dollars and the investigation into Burisma or the Bidens. President Trump and President Zelensky have both said on the call there was no linkage, there was no pressure, there was no pushing. Ukrainians didn't even know the aid was withheld at the time of the phone call. And most importantly, as has been pointed out, the Ukrainians didn't take any specific action relative to investigations to get the money released. Now, there is one witness, one witness that they won't bring in front of us. They won't bring in front of the American people. And that's the guy who started it all, the whistleblower. Nope, 435 members of Congress. Only one gets to know who that person is. Only one member of Congress has a staff that gets to talk to that person. The rest of us don't. Only Chairman Schiff knows who the whistleblower is. We don't. We will never get the chance. We will never get the chance to see the whistleblower raise his right hand, swear to tell the truth and nothing but the truth. We'll never get that chance. More importantly, the American people won't get that chance. This anonymous so-called whistleblower with no firsthand knowledge, who's biased against the president, who worked with Joe Biden, who was the reason we're all sitting here today, will never get a chance to question that individual. Democrats are trying to impeach the president based on all that. All that? Eleven and a half months before an election? We'll not get to check out his credibility, his motivations, his bias. I said this last week, but this is, this is a sad day. This is a sad day for this country. You think about what the Democrats have put our nation through for the last three years. Started July of 2016 when they spied on two American citizens associated with the presidential campaign and all that unfolded with the Mueller investigation after that. And when that didn't work, here we are. Based on this. Based on this is a... The American people see through all this. They understand the facts support the president. They understand this process is unfair. And they see through the whole darn sham. With that, I yield back. Yes, that's exactly what we were talking about in the last hour. The American people see through it. I guarantee everybody, except for those on the left, we have to admit it, right? You have liberals that they, you know, everything he just sit there and said, they are completely ignoring it. Why? And you, you have to ask yourself, why would you ignore the truth? Everything he just said was truth. But you have people that still don't want to, they don't want to acknowledge it. You know what it is? They have come to custom to believe the lie so much that they like the lie. They love the lie. And I'm talking about the left. They love the lie. 
They love it. And then they, and then for someone to say the truth and they don't want to hear the truth, they get upset. They get angry. You ever wonder why you always see like Antifa and, and BLM and the Brown Berets and all the other uh, BAM groups that hate America, why they come out and why they're so angry, why they're laughing at the mouth, why they're cursing and they're foaming and they're yelling. And they and every time you have a Trump rally or a pro-American rally, they want to show up and be violent. Have you ever noticed that? Because they hate the truth. They love the lie. As long as they hear the lie, they're completely fine with it. So the Democrats don't care anything about the whistleblower having any protections, to be honest with you, because if it was the other way around, the Democrats wouldn't say. They would say, we need to know. We need to know. So I want to play this other clip for you. Now, this is this is how they're breaking it down. This is Nunez breakdown how that we got here in the first place, right? Because where are we going? Where's the American people? Where's it, where's this going to lead? A lot of people believe this is going to lead to the Civil War. I say we're already in the Civil War. We just had it just hasn't gone hot yet. So let's go to this clip number sixteen with Nunez. How he break it down? How we got here? In a July open hearing of this committee, following publication of the Mueller report, the Democrats engaged in a last ditch effort to convince the American people that President Trump is a Russian agent. That hearing was the pitiful finale of a three-year-long operation by the Democrats, the corrupt media, and partisan bureaucrats to overturn the results of the 2016 election. After the spectacular implosion of their Russia hoax on July 24th, in which they spent years denouncing any Republican who ever shook hands with a Russian, on July 25th, they turned on a dime and now claim the real malfeasance is Republicans' dealings with Ukraine. In the blink of an eye, we're asked to simply forget about Democrats on this committee, falsely claiming they had more than circumstantial evidence of collusion between President Trump and Russians. He's referring to shifty shit. We should forget about them reading fabrications of Trump-Russia collusion from the Steele dossier into the congressional record. We should also forget about them trying to obtain nude pictures of Trump from Russian pranksters who pretended to be Ukrainian officials. Again, referring to We should forget shift. about them leaking a false story to CNN while he was still testifying to our committee claiming that Donald Trump Jr. was colluding with WikiLeaks. And forget about countless other deceptions, large and small, that make them the last people on earth with the credibility to hurl more preposterous accusations at their political opponents. And yet now, here we are. We're supposed to take these people at face value when they trot out a new batch of allegations. But anyone familiar with the Democrats' scorched earth war against President Trump would not be surprised to see all the typical signs that this is a carefully orchestrated media smear campaign. This is the coup example, right here in everyone's face. This is the coup taking place. Did you ever think, a lot of people would be like, oh, no, no, this is not going to happen in my lifetime. We'll never see something like this happen. Here it is. Welcome to the coup in America. In our faces, no longer hiding it. Straight up.
Firepowernews.com. We'll be back after this. I'll conclude by noting the immense damage the politicized bureaucracy has done to Americans' faith in government. Though executive branch employees are charged with implementing the policies set by our president, who is elected and responsible to the American people, elements of the civil service have decided that they, not the president, are really in charge. Thus, as we'll learn in these hearings, after expressing skepticism of foreign aid and concern about foreign corruption on the campaign trail, President Trump outraged the bureaucracy by acting skeptically about foreign aid and expressing concerns about foreign corruption. Officials' alarm at the president's actions was typically based on second-hand, third-hand, and even fourth-hand rumors and innuendo. They believed it was an outrage for the president to fire an ambassador even though the president has full authority to retain or remove diplomats for any reason at any time. Officials show the surprising lack of interest in the indications of Ukrainian election meddling that deeply concern the president at whose pleasure they serve. Despite all their dissatisfaction with President Trump's Ukraine policy, the president approved the supply of weapons to Ukraine. Unlike the previous administration, which provided blankets as defense against invading Russians. By undermining the president, who they are supposed to be serving, the elements of the FBI, the Department of Justice, and now the State Department, have lost the confidence of millions of Americans who believe that their vote should count for something. It will take years, if not decades, to restore faith in these institutions. This spectacle is doing great damage to our country. It's nothing more than an impeachment process in search of a crime. That's exactly it. They're looking for the needle in the haystack. It started ever since President Trump went down the escalator saying that he's going to run for president in 2016. They, many of the Democrats, are taking this country in a place that we don't want to be in. I don't want this. You know, the Democrats, they they want us to be at each other's throats. They want us in this war. They bring in this tyranny. I don't want it. I don't like it. And I get to say something about it. Now, I don't have to be like, okay, well, you, you know, I, I, you go, you go on Twitter and you hear everybody and you see everybody, you go on social media and you have multiple people and they're saying, do you, why do you not believe that President Trump is not guilty? President Trump is guilty. Look, they're saying that he's guilty. So he must be guilty. They're going with secondhand information. And I wouldn't be surprised if we all come to tomorrow morning and everyone say, oh yeah, they have Literature that says secondhand information, you can go to jail, and even though it's not firsthand information. My God, what kind of society are we becoming? Are we barbaric? Is this not, it reminds me of Nazi Germany all over again. And then you have the liberals, they're constantly calling conservatives 
Trump supporters, the neo-Nazis, they call them the fascists, call us the fascists. When they are doing the same tactics from Stalin, Hitler, all of the dictators in the past, they're doing the same thing. And we're supposed to sit idly by and let it happen? Why do you think they're trying so hard to remove the Second Amendment? Why do you think they're trying so hard to prevent you and I from protecting ourselves? So this whole thing, this whole impeachment going on, even with now Joe Biden, these 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 people that are in the press, the the Communist News Network, MSDNC, ABC, and the whole rest of them, how come none of them are asking? Oh, wait, what did Joe Biden actually do? They are sticking with their own. They are protecting their own. And then you have Republicans. There's still some Republicans out there that are so afraid of everything and that are afraid of being associated with the Democrats. Why would you care what these Democrats think about you? Why would you care? I don't care what Democrats think about me. The Democrats have nothing but nasty thoughts about me. So why aren't they asking questions about Joe Biden, right? So let's go to this clip here. This is number 19, where Nunes is, he's talking about Biden in this clip. Let's go to that one, number 19. The Democrats rejected most of the Republicans' witness requests, resulting in a horrifically one-sided process where the crucial witnesses are denied a platform if their testimony does not support the Democrats' absurd accusations. Notably, They are trying to impeach the president for inquiring about Hunter Biden's activities. Yet they refuse our request to hear from Biden himself. Yeah. You know, Biden, Hunter, who's all in the mix of this, right? If this is about the phone call with the Ukrainian president, why in the world is Joe Biden out there? Why in the world is Hunter Biden out there? Right. I mean, seriously, if they're if you're part of this crime or part of the reason why, when it what doesn't it make isn't it obvious? I mean, seriously, bring bring Hunter Biden in and say, Hunter Biden, did you do anything that was that would be considered criminal activity with the Ukrainian oil company, gas company that you were working for in Ukraine? Did you do anything? Joe Biden, thank you for showing up. Why did you prevent the the Ukrainian people from having the billion dollar deal until they want until they fired the prosecutor that was going after the company your son worked for? Why is the media not asking that question? Because they stick for to their own. They protect their own. They stick together. Here's another clip right here. This is number 20. This is where Nunes is congratulating these two witnesses from being there on stage, being on the front row. They had no contact with with any of this, but they're just out there talking about what they heard and what they believe took place. Let's go to it. What we will witness today is a televised theatrical performance staged by the Democrats. Ambassador Taylor and Mr. Kent, I'd like to welcome you here. I'd like to congratulate you for passing the Democrat Star Chamber editions held for the last weeks in the basement of the Capitol. It seems you agreed, witting or unwittingly, to participate in a drama. But the main performance 
The Russia hoax has ended, and you've been cast in the low-rent Ukrainian sequel. Yep, that's exactly it. They were in the basement being coached by Adam Shifty Shift and the rest of the Democrats on what to say. You answer it this way. You answer it that way. And when the Republicans come up with a question that you're not ready, you're not prepared for, that's supposedly a part of the evidence, then Shifty Shift will jump in and save the day to prevent it from happening. It happened all day. The Republicans asked a question that the, the witnesses were not prepared for. Shifty Shift jumped in. Yay, Shifty Shift, right? How is this not a joke? This is where the American people are headed, where we it's all a total joke right now. My God. And more of it's coming. More of it's coming. Ban that video, ban that video. I want to thank everyone for going to ban that video. We'll be back after this. Listening to all the evidence, everything I've heard and read in this investigation, it seems to me that the President of the United States either committed extortion and bribery of a foreign official or attempted extortion and bribery of a foreign official. When President Trump got President Zelensky on the phone on July 25th, he was talking to a desperate man, wasn't he? President Zelensky was desperate to protect his country and make sure that he had foreign assistance from the United States. Is that right? Stop it right there. I mean, so he's assuming that Zelensky was uh, uh, desperate, that he needed something. He needed President Trump. He wanted President Trump's company. He wanted President, he wanted to go to the White House. If anybody was looking to get something out of something, it was Zelensky. It was the president of Ukraine. It wasn't President Trump. And that brings me to another point. We gave X amount of millions of dollars and tanks and blankets to the Ukraine government. What did America get out of it? Why is the, why, see, this one thing that no one brought up about this whole hearing. Why in the world is America giving away tax dollars free of charge? We should be getting something in return. Something. And he's sitting there assuming that, oh yeah, he was, he was scared. He was vulnerable. Let's go back to it. President Zelensky is very interested in U.S. support, both assistance and political support. What would have happened if the aid had gotten cut off, Ambassador? What would have happened to President Zelensky's career? And what would have happened to the Ukraine? See, now he's speculating. Keep it going. Keep it going. If the assistance had been cut off, uh, he would have been much weaker in his negotiations with the Russians. He would have been much weaker on the battlefield. The Russians may have taken it as an invitation to actually take military action against Ukraine. Is that right? The Russians always look for vulnerabilities, and they know that the United States has supported Ukraine. Um, if they, if the Russians determine or suspect that that support is lessened or not there, they will likely take advantage. They could have pounced. They could have taken advantage. So he had a desperate man on the phone, and he asked a desperate man for a favor. And based on your testimony, it sounds like, begrudgingly, President Zelensky may have actually agreed to do that favor and investigate the Bidens and Burisma. Is okay, that right? stop it there. Stop it there. See, nowhere, nowhere in the testimony, nowhere did anyone say that President Trump asked for a favor for it to, to 
to, for, to the Bidens. You do this for me looking at the Bidens and you'll get this. They got, they got tanks for free, people. They got millions of dollars for free. Is there going to be a payback to that? What did American people get out of it? That's the same reason why we're in the situation with the tariffs right now, because all of these countries have taken advantage of us and the Democrats keep like, yes, give it away. Give it away. Let's tear America down. Let's break America down. What do you mean? He was vulnerable. He, he ran on clearing the corruption up in Ukraine. Continue. President Zelensky does say in the transcript um, that he will pursue the investigations. So we know that President Trump asked for a favor to help his political career, and it appears as though the president of the Ukraine agreed to that favor. Do we know why it didn't actually happen? Do we know because why it was there was no there. announcement in front of CNN? Because there was no actual favor. President Trump does not need his help. President Trump doesn't need his help. He did it without his help and without their help in 2016, and he's going to do it again in 2020. They keep going back to like Joe Biden. Go ahead, continue. 11th, just before any uh, CNN discussion or interview, uh, the hold was released. Uh, the hold on the uh, security systems was released. But we don't. So the hold was released. Is it possible that the White House released that hold because they knew that a whistleblower? had basically turned this in? I don't know, sir. Do you think that's See, possible? He's leading the He's leading the witness. Judge. He's leading so the witness. So we have a president who uh, the other side has claimed or has defended the president saying that the aid went through, that there was never any investigation. But the president attempted to get those things done. Okay, stop it. Like you know what? He, he's, 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 he's suggesting. He has no proof. That's what all of this is about. That uh, Every last bit of this is the Democrats suggesting, the Democrats saying, is it possible that President Trump did this? Is it just out of the whim you think President Trump could have tried to make a deal? President Trump should have made a deal. How was it that we gave all this to the Ukrainian government, to the great Ukrainian people, and we got nothing in return? And it would be one thing if Joe Biden didn't commit a crime. And, there, and the reason why the Democrats don't want to bring Joe Biden or his son up there, like I talked about earlier, is because they know for a fact that there is a crime here. So they want to avoid it by every means, by any means necessary. Do not bring the actual people involved in this case. Let's bring, and they won't even want to bring up the whistleblower. Continue by the president of the Ukraine to actually do those things. So, ambassadors, is attempted murder a crime? Is attempted should be murder directing this question to Hillary Clinton. Attempted murder is a crime. Is attempted robbery a crime? Neither of us is a lawyer. but I, I, I think anybody in this room yeah, could answer that question. I think that's right. I'll, be, I'll go out on a limb and say, yes, it is. Is attempted extortion and bribery a crime? See, that's where it's all coming know, to. Sir. They're trying to say President Trump did bribery for information. In the minute that I have left, I want you to speak to the nation about what's at stake, Ambassador Kent. You said in your opening statement you warned about selective prosecutions 
and a president of the United States going after specific Americans abroad. If this Congress clears President Trump, listen to this, does it mean that he can go ask another foreign country to investigate another presidential candidate, a member of Congress, a governor, a senator, or any private American citizen doing business overseas? Stop it right there. Of course he can. Of course he can. He is the president of the United States. He's the commander in chief of this nation. Of course he can. Just because you are in political office, Mark, Mark Meadows, he, he laid it out earlier. Just because you are running for president in the 2020 election does not exempt you from just going out doing a crime. Just because Hillary Clinton has many body bags behind her that everyone knows about, Epstein didn't kill himself, people don't, people are not exempt when they commit a crime. When you commit the crime, you are, it doesn't matter who you are. They constantly talk about how President Trump is not above the law. Is Joe Biden above the law? Are the Democrats is committing these crimes above the law? At what point do the Democrats have to adhere to the law? Why is it only Republicans have to obey the law? Why is it the Democrats can break any law that's out there and no one says anything? Everyone looks the other way. How are you not passionate people? How are you not understanding what's happening here? Why is this, this country is being destroyed from within? Why did Rome fall? This is America. This is America. Why is this happening? Why is this happening right now? I'm sick and tired of the Democrats doing this. I have family in this country. I love this country. I will fight for this country. And you think I'm going to sit down and sit behind this desk and talk to the people and say nothing's going to be all normal? What's going to happen if they impeach this president come 2020? You're going to have a lot of people say, okay, well, we had a good run at it. We've got to wake up. We've got to stop this now. I'm not sitting idly by any longer. I can't take it. They're constantly lying and they're getting people to believe it because so many people are naive to what's actually happening. Do you understand what I'm saying? People need to wake up in this country because we're about to lose it. They are going to take everything away from us. They are going to take our freedoms away. They're going to take it all away. How do you, how do you wake up to it? How do you realize it? Wake up. Wake up. Wake up, America. Wake up. Fight, fight, fight. Fight, fight. Welcome back, firepowernews.com. Look, I want to say, uh, you know, I, I apologize for getting rowdy there, but I'm just passionate about this country. I mean, I'm just, I'm just on fire for this country. I just love this country so much. I, we've all been blessed to have the opportunity to be born in this country, to live in this country, to, to thrive in this country. Okay, so I want to change speeds up here. We have uh, some videos that I want to share with you. These were actually on the Alex Jones show today with a gentleman, Steve Pachinik. Um, he has uh, these videos, and I think they're very insightful. And people, there's so much information. 
And when Alex Jones really touch on something and he wants people to really like pay attention to something, you are normally going to see it the next day or the next year. It's always tomorrow's news today. So it's very important that we pay attention. So here's some advice from President Trump on a video Steve Pachinik has for us. Let's go to it. How this will go if the left in its death throes is crazy enough to actually get Trump removed. Then the crises that come out of that and the societal insanity and the destabilization and, and the wounding of the rule of law. I mean, this is something can't be allowed to happen. But what do you see happening if they were able to remove him in the Senate? Number one, I don't think they will be able to remove him in the Senate. Number two, it would come to a point where literally uh, his supporters would come out of the woodwork and, and God only knows what would happen. I don't think we're into a civil war. I don't think that's what's going to happen. I do think that there will be defections, but they have to be able to neutralize all of those who are hesitant about Trump. If they can't support him in the Senate, they've got to be neutralized, whether it's McConnell who does it, whether it's Huntsman who does it, whether it's Rand Paul who does it. I but don't that's what care. I'm getting at is the Democrats are like a bunch of crazy Frankensteins walking through the forest in the village. And it's incompetent if Trump doesn't stop all this criminal activity with the Justice Department. It's dangerous. These people are out of control. I agree with you, but Trump has to make the. In other words, what we're begging is that he be what he was supposed to be from the very beginning. Tough, ruthless, without any explanation or any rationalization. That's all we asked of him. The minute he does that, there will be guarantees that he will come in on 2020. If he hesitates or he's not certain or he's going to back off, all bets are off. And, I was and talking I would, to a, a current officer in Army Special Operations assigned to one of those units, uh, and he was saying the same thing. He says Trump would be the best president ever if he stopped talking and just started firing and executing and giving no explanation. Yeah. That's what everybody's waiting for. That's exactly what we're about. That's why I work with special forces. When I work with a General Keith Alexander or a General Boykin at special forces, these are gentlemen who make decisions. We don't waste our time. We either work on cyber command, and that's one of the issues that we have to have control of. We have to deal with 5G. We have to put in line every one of Amazon or, or Internet control we've got to get to the, the to the point where we are the dominant force in the world on 5g and we're not there right now and we have to be the dominant force on cyber command and we're not there ironically trump brought in a lot of his own elements of self-destruction he had you said now, that on the show two years ago you said what the hell is he doing that's exactly what I warned against. And this is exactly why I warned it. I mean, here was General Mattis who gave a chance. He called him, you know, strong dog, whatever it was. And there's Mattis shooting off his mouth, deprecating the president when I know fully well and he knows fully well. He better keep his mouth shut because there's a lot we know about him in his personal life. And it goes on. Biden is the same issue. Hunter Biden's in that issue. Bolton, we know a lot about. The truth of the matter is the counter-revolution, what we're capable of doing is far more lethal than what they're doing right now. The problem is I don't have an attorney general who will arrest them on site. 
What about the neocon influence? And, and the reason I really want to get you on, I'm glad you bring up the field of what's happening, the waterfront. What about the neocons? Because I agree the Democrats are out of control. They're they're destroying themselves. They're self-destructive. Every place they control, they've looted and they're falling apart. But what about the neocons and Bolton uh, and others combined with the Democrats? I, I, I don't want to be overconfident here. I mean, I agree what you're saying. Uh, it's just that they keep trying and failing, but they're not going to stop. Don't they need to be punished for the crimes they've committed? I, I agree with you. I am absolutely sh- I'm shocked that a guy like George Conway, who is a neocon, went to Yale, as did John Bolton, went to Yale, created 9-11, was part of the neocon Cheney Bush, Colin Powell, Condoleezza Rice, you know, Hunter, and nobody has been punished for 9-11. Nobody's been punished for Epstein phenomenon with the Maxwells or the Brothmans. So no neocon has gone to prison. Victoria Newland, who created all these problems in Ukraine, along with her husband, Kagan, all of whom are what we call chicken hawks, including Bolton, who espoused the fact that we have to go into Vietnam. But he didn't want to go to Vietnam because he didn't want to get killed in a foxhole. Then he says, we got to go to war in Afghanistan and Iraq, but he himself would never go because he's a coward. So we have all of these neocons who should have been arrested. I do not see the Department of Justice really being very effective. Unfortunately, I don't see the FBI being very effective. And so there's no element of the American government which I see as effective. You have Bolton shaking hands with Bush Jr. But we know Bolton. I've known Bolton for 30 years. And guys who I worked with, like Carl Ford, who's head of intelligence and worked for the CIA, literally said Bolton is a is a man who sucks up to the superior and deprecates the inferior uh, worker. At the same time, uh, Richard Armitage, who was deputy secretary of state in Colin Powell, was reprimanded Bolton. Bolton was a joke for many of us. He was a sick joke, but he always came in illegally. And really never performed anything. And he believes Trump will be removed, so he's jumped over to their side, is about to violate the separation of powers and testify. See, that's the deep state for you. That's the deep state completely. This is this is beautiful information, and a lot of people don't even want to look at it. So we have another video with Steve Pachinik where he's talking about Q and everything. And a lot of people are aware about what Q. So let's see what Steve Pachinik is saying about Q when he was on Alex Jones' show today. Well, I've heard people always tell me about what Q predicted or Q is this. You know, in terms of wanting to have a narrative, if people want to believe something, that's their right. Do I know who Q is or what it is? Not really. And I I don't want to deprecate it. But honestly, you have to test out what what. Uh, What we're saying and, and what is being said on this show is very important. The the basis of loyalty and the basis of being a patriot is to question everything, including me, including everybody who is on the show and see which one says the correct thing and which one can predict what is actually happening. We don't have any magical powers. He and I are we're just ordinary individuals basically serve our country. In the case of an Epstein, you have a traitor who worked for our country and worked for the Mossad and worked for the CIA, 
But that doesn't mean he's an honorable man. It doesn't mean that the CIA are honorable people. It doesn't mean any one of these people we talk about. I don't know if Q is a person, an entity, or a narrative. I write fiction. And in fiction, I happen to write reality. So why do I use fiction? Because in fiction, I can get more points of reality than I can in reality. So if Q is a narrative which is based on reality... That's fine if that's what you believe, but Q can be as much fiction as anything else. So I want you to reality test it. The truth of the matter is that, right, Ghislaine Maxwell was spotted in different areas, never picked up. Uh, the uh, Department of Justice has had more claims against her. She clearly was the pimp for this for this incredibly obnoxious and disgusting individual. She herself is disgusting. She comes from a disgusting family where he was a Jewish refugee from the Holocaust and used that as a way of getting himself involved with the Israeli Mossad, who in turn used that. And Sharon and others used it against us. So they remember whenever we have alliances with other countries where we only have one interest. Our interest is national security for us. In reality, we have no friends. We have no partners. We have just our national security. And Trump gets that, and that's why they hate him, because all these other bureaucrats have been selling off American power forever and don't want that to come to an end. Uh, But but just briefly back to Q. Okay, look, we're we're at the end of our broadcast for tonight. Go to Band.Video and see the entire video. And there's other videos that we didn't get to tonight that show Steve Pachanik with Alex Jones interview today. Absolutely powerful information. This is the information that the left don't want you to know about. You're getting tomorrow's news today. Go to Band.Video, Band.Video. Tomorrow we will be here, God's willing. God bless you. God bless President Trump. And God bless America. We'll see you tomorrow. God's willing.